Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 This season, it seems like it's been Philly versus everybody. Do we want to be a good team or do we want to be great? Shabelka. Back to Fontana again. Good ball, Matt Riel. Good combination. Shabelka. Back for Shabelka. He'll see that shit. What a goal. Oh, boy. And he gives the old on your bike. I want you to take the field and remember two things tonight. Number one, this is our house. And number two, this is now our conference. It's Philly or nothing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Views from a Bridge, your second favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union, who have, in fact, not gained and or lost ground in the Supporters' Shield race. I'm your host, mathematically proven to be most of the time, Evan Valella. And if you're listening to this uh, Wednesday, let us know now. Just let me know. Thanks. Uh, Hey, okay. Obscure openings. I see you're trying to set me up like Chuck and you're trying to catch me tripping, but I'm not tripping today, sir. Don't you worry. I I am. I was ready for that, even mm-hmm. though I didn't really introduce myself. Hi. Hello. With the Bud Light. How are you? Are you all right? Yeah, so the Bud Light Celsius in hands, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, our household is converting to the Bud Light Seltzer family. We have Isn't moved on great? from White Claw. Um, yeah. It was, you know, it was an on-off relationship for a while, and we just decided to go take our talents elsewhere. So, <laughs> yes. In this house, we stand the Bud Light Seltzers now. Okay. And I'm sorry, I associated uh, Bud Light Seltzer Strawberry to the Chicago Fire at the beginning of the season. That was mm. wrong. It's really good. They're not a very good team, but it's a really good seltzer. So, sure. Yeah, little victories for the season, Chicago fans. Okay. And uh, like me, not knowing where to go from there, it's just an Ashcraft. Yeah, I have no idea where to go from here, but right. we're going to figure it out over the next half hour or so. We might. We very well might. Hey, speaking of not knowing where to go, um, stop if, stop us if you've heard this before. Uh, Would have been nice if the Union could finish their chances. Yeah, gross. <laughs> in, 20, in, 21 in missed games. chances. In both games. Not even just one. If it yeah. was just the one game, I'd be okay with it, but it, was it would be fine. Yeah. Same we'll talk union, about right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we here? Are we back in 2015 now where we just have a lot to complain about? You know what? I think we're back in 2015 because I've heard most important game in franchise history about 800 times this week already. Yeah, sorry I put that poll up, guys. And that was about the ask, one on the know? first. Because this is this is funny. Um, I think all of us sitting here uh, without Chuck, obviously, are yeah. at the point where we're saying, guys, if they win this game on Sunday, they win the supporter shield. But it's not the most important game in, no. in history because you kind of squandered that chance to have that on Sunday. Well, and I mean... Because I would have argued that that was. A full-strength Columbus who was clearly mm-hmm. going to go into the playoffs and make some noise at full strength, beating them, 
not needing anyone's help to, along the way. Right. You did it yourself. That would have been their statement victory. Now it's just like, well, you hope they get it. <laughs> it's like that's all we can do at this point. Which I think that's the most supporter shield way to feel about the supporter shield. <laughs> you know, I think we were putting too much stock in this in this plate that you know uh, six guys on the Slack chat didn't want to give to anybody. Um, Granted, but, that uh, plate can fit an entire Salad Works custom salad in it. So I don't know. Huge. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. The lid might not fit. It's a big plate. Okay. It's a, It'll fit the whole thing in small... there. So that's very important. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, it, it's a yeah. trophy. Like, come on, guy. Like, it's always been the thing. It's like you want to yeah. go in every season, you want to come back with a piece of silver so you can show it off in the hallway and be like, look at this great, awesome thing we did. Hang it at YSC above the bathrooms. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who gets it, the Academy or if it goes up in <laughs> Subaru Park because get the supporters shield. No, no, that's a whole nother conversation. They have to get sure, it sure. It goes to Ryan Richter. I mean, yeah. goes to Richie Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing for me: like, if you you want to talk about, and I, and I think Taylor Twelman talked about it on Sunday. He talked about a lot on Sunday. Oh my gosh, he never. Yeah, showed he up said a lot Sunday. of words. Um, he did. If you. Like, you want to win the Supporter Shield, not just, like, back into it, right? Yes. Like, like going on the road to Columbus to a full strength, kind of coming into their own, finally, Columbus team Mm -hmm. and beating them on their field, like, that would have been winning the Supporter Shield. This game is taking more points from a team that you've already taken 10 out of 12 from. Plenty of points from. And it's like... Okay, like okay, so we well, beat them again for the fourth. Right, right. Season? And yeah. and you you might even have the Champions League spot locked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because if Toronto clinches Canadian Cup, then you know there's there's not even a need to win the Supporter Shield. They're going to get into the Champions League regardless. But it's still not the piece of silver. Like, right. I mean, here's the thing: you still want to win on Sunday, right? Like that. It's of course. it's yeah. Well, I would say it's not the most important. Uh, it's not the most important game in Union history. This no. is the probably the most must-win game in like, like I think it's like we've had games we've had to play to win to get into the playoffs. We've had games that we've whatever, but like mm-hmm. this is like okay. If you want the sporty shit, you got to win the game, you know. And I, I think it's like that makes it to me, you know. And it's sort of a chance to redeem yourself. Like you kind of failed yourself on national television on a rare, very, very rare ABC game. Oh you yeah. Kind of you kind of failed yourself there. <laughs> and so I think like it's a chance to redeem yourself too to come in and and with the second chance to the nationally broadcasted game. Right. Win the supporter shield. <laughs> Uh, I mean, all the int- all the introduction was for the first two minutes of the ABC broadcast was that this is a chance for this MLS team to win a title today. It was just like an instant appeal right there. Great, yeah. this game means a trophy for someone. And yeah, they blew it. You know, uh, and, and it's not. A, we can sit here and blame whatever combination of elements sure. that caused them to lose this game, but they blew it. Except for the it's snow. just it's just as simple as that. I'm not blaming the snow. The snow didn't cause us to lose the game. 
Not at all. Uh, Darlington oh. Nagbe being back for Columbus was huge, though. Yeah, and Zellerion is like one of the mo- one of the top ten like most gifted players in MLS. That and I've Room is up. is sneakily maybe top five goalkeeper in the league. Uh yeah. I mean, I've kind of, I've kind of always seen him as such because you look at their center back pairing and you look at how Jonathan Mensa has been performing over the season. Mm-hmm. Super overrated. Yep, I mean, my God. And he makes those clumsy, clumsy mistakes where if I had to watch that every week, he'd be my Ray Gaddis. Like, mm. why don't you keep starting this guy? But, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, it's well, it's tough because, you know, Columbus is really good. Like, obviously, they were, they were ranked number one before we even were when they were mm-hmm. in full strength and – it seemed like they were just going to be the most dominant defensive team in MLS all season long. Yep. And, you know, you lose that trifecta of players and they're human. I mean, the union have had their injuries, but they don't have those transcendental game changing talents on their team that they need them to survive. Right. They've grinded out everything this season. It's, it's bitter. People should be upset after that game. They re- yep. they should. Yeah. I, not necessarily at Joe Bendick, I think. I'm going to agree with Jonathan Tannenwald on something. Please stop me. Um, no, no, no. You're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, and it's it's another game where the union don't finish off their chances and kind of pay for it. And, no, I don't think they're going to pay for it the way they pay for it when you don't win an Open Cup. Um, partly because, and I know – Forge FC have won two straight Canadian premierships, and I think they have the best implementation of here's how we denote that we've won the championship I've ever seen. It's very good. But Hamilton Forge are, in fact, not Toronto FC. (laughs) And Toronto FC would probably like their eight formerly known as Voyager's Cup, and I think they get it. So I, I think Toronto snaps that up. I think they lock up the, the Canadian Champions League spot by that. And I think um, that kind of sees the Union make the, uh, the CONCACAF Champions League, which I, I think, by the way, is a big deal in and of itself. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah but I, mean, um, I think a lot of people are still going to be sour, and maybe rightfully so, if they don't win the Supporter Shield, because I don't think – a lot of people necessarily think that they're going to, or, or whoever comes out of the East is going to beat whoever comes out of the West. I mean, here's what you do on Sunday, uh, right? Here's Here, I think, is how you redeem yourself on Sunday. Just win by four. You, you, you beat New England without mm-hmm. letting New England play their game. Yeah. Like, uh, you the force Bruce every, Arena to retire. Every Again. Every time we play New England, they've suckered us into their boring games that don't look like anything fun. And if we can play the way we played against Toronto and play them off the field, then I think we redeem ourselves a little bit. But I think if we, like I said in our Slack channel, if we we walk into this game and, and come out with a 2-1 win with a second-half New England red card, yeah. I'm not going to be Again. super happy about that. Right. right. Yeah, it's like you can say what you will about, like, they've had a gritty season and they've had their moments of dominance and they've only lost four games all season. And that, in its own right, is 
utterly fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't matter how many games they play. Well, if they play five games and lost four, obviously. Don't math me to death. But <laughs> the, it's objectively a great MLS season. Yes. And it puts them in an amazing position to make a playoff run. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. And they'll have the Champions League. No one is going to want to meet up. Well, during COVID, obviously. But to celebrate the fact that they just get a Champions League spot. Because mm-hmm. it's not the aesthetic of saying... We won this, this thing. thing that you can see. This this tangible piece of yeah that shows and, that we're awesome. We did amazing this year, and no and, one can take this away from us. And the other thing that I think is is awesome about that too is it's not like uh, we had three of our games canceled or ten of them, like Colorado, and right. and still won the supporter shield on points per game. Yes. Like, it yes. wouldn't matter. If... It wouldn't matter how you sliced and diced this. Either it's either it's, you know, points per game or points and we still win the thing. Oh, I if Seattle wins the shield, I will yeet myself into the ether of existence. Um granted, I don't know if they have three games remaining to catch us or if their first of three games was that Colorado loss, so they might actually be out by now. But if they were able to catch us on that baby back BS, that would have been a very bad thing. Just for MLS in general, and Union Nation would certainly not take it. They have well two at all. <laughs> that, was, that was one of their three. Oh, okay. So they're out. So it's yeah. just us and us in Canada. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, and it's funny. Uh, Paul, you know who did score a goal that was a former Philadelphia Union fullback in that Colorado-Seattle game? Mm-mm. Best friend. Keegan Rosemary, good job, yeah. bud. That was a good yeah. volley. <laughs> well done. That's exactly how Brian Dunseth probably reacted. I don't know why he was there, but that's... He looked at that and said, oh my god, that's so great. Yeah. Jason Davis talked for 30 minutes. Mm, well done. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we did beat Chicago though, so that was okay. Oh, we on the softest them. red card I've ever seen in my life. By the way. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, I still think they would have won like three nothing. You know, maybe four if they <laughs> don't have that yeah. main advantage. But like, good God, that was not a red card. I <laughs> mm, was hardly a yellow. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't even go like, look at it. Like what? Like maybe you denied a goal scoring opportunity and you just throw a soft yellow for shits, but like <laughs> he doesn't I love that it came out, out like game. immediately the next morning. It was like, yeah, that got rescinded. I'm like, good. Because it wasn't the right <laughs> in a move that surprised nobody. Yeah. <laughs> the the hard part about watching the rest of that game was like it just didn't feel good. It was just like, okay, cool, <laughs> like we're winning this game, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're up a man on the worst red card in human history and Yeah. It was like the social media admins like I get to post all these cool gifts and get everyone pumped up when deep yeah. down you know that this is that's <laughs> not legit. Like come on. <laughs> like how many tweets do I have to do this match? Okay, great. Can I stop after that? It's like no? I can hardly keep up. I'm like I can hardly believe this game got to this point. Mm. But uh, you know, overall if you're going to look at the season right now, if yeah. if you're going to they don't win the supporter shield. They're the first team in the East, though. And they get the CONCACAF Champions League, and they're just mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What 
level of the playoffs do they have to get to for you to be like, this was the best season in Union history? Or is it already for you guys? I I think it's already the best season. Um, okay. Because, of course, like that's that's just an objective fact. Um, well, like, points-wise, you know. Yeah. Sure. Um, I mean, I get, think... If they get trounced in the first round, are you no, saying no. that you feel better about it than you did last year? When no, no, no. I, I, I think you've set the bar as you have to win your first playoff match. Okay. Uh, and then I guess as long as you don't get, like, smacked by Toronto again... Because I think I think what people I, I'm starting to see this come out of the woodwork is that okay. there's a notion that when it's the big game, uh-huh. when they're on a stage that is bigger than their usual platform, they just kind of it disappear. seems as if Jim Curtin is not making the right decisions to win these games. And if you're going to look at this run in the playoffs, that could potentially be, and you're looking at a team that. On paper, everyone should kind of be beatable for Philadelphia on the east side. Right? Like, Yeah, because I think you've done that. Yeah, you've already shown that you can match up against Toronto. You've already seen that you split a series with Colorado, uh, Columbus. Even though you've had to play them twice in their stadium, you haven't even had the chance to you know, get them on your turf and you will get that in the playoffs. But, you know, I don't know. It's like now they're getting back to full strength and it seems like there could be an inkling of a chance that Jim Curtin does not rise to the moment and have his team ready for that moment. And all season we've kind of felt like he's been more than prepared to do that with the pieces he's had at his disposal. But, I don't know. It's like this one loss against Columbus has me a bit worried that this season could amount to be really bitter in a sense. And I don't think that's pessimistic of me to think that. I think it's just me going with the trends of who they've played, what level of competition that they have been at, and what the results have ultimately been, which has been they're making the stupid mistakes that they made four or five years ago in these games that were winnable situations. And it's not like you get to pass it off to these other players. It's always been Jim Curtin in this position. I I mean, so for me, right, I think the the season writ large is a success. I mean, I, I think of the reality course. is we were sitting here talking in March about, like, are we even going to have a season? Do they play it? Do we get to play enough games? Blah, 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 yes. blah. Even when we came back, you know, for the MLS's back tournament, it was like, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, in all of that, and there was all these questions surrounding everything. We go to the MLS's back tournament, make a, make a good run there, come up against a Portland team who had a really good night. Um, but coming out of that tournament, we still had – um, the best goalkeeper in the league, um, mm-hmm. several other, you know, th- uh, it put 
the union on the national stage. I think it, when you start talking about MLS and you start talking about good teams in MLS, it's got us, you know, it, it might start with your normal cast of characters. You're going to look at Portland, you're going to look at Seattle, you're going to look at Toronto. But then I think you have to add Philadelphia to that list, you know, and I think that start, was, yeah, after the tournament, absolutely. Yeah, that was yeah. the, that was the thing there. Then, you know, we play this season that was just crazy with when games got added. Um, you, you look at just all the situations that have happened over the course of this season. And I think the fact that we're still sitting with one game left in the season talking about, hey, if we win that game, we win the supporter shield, um, I think is a really good, I think, I think means that the season overall is a success. You know, and I think the fact that we sure. had a season and we, um, whatever. I think what's different about Sunday's game versus even that game against Portland and even the game, even some of the Open Cup finals, if I'm thinking about them correctly, I think some of those games looked like, um, and I I was even at the playoff match, the home-and-home home at uh, Houston, the one in Philly, mm. um, even thinking about that match and being there, the the union in some of those games looked totally overmatched. Like mm. it, it was like little brother got to the big game with the big yeah. brother and the big brother obviously is going to win the game. Um, even if the little brother puts up a decent fight, that that's what happens. I, I thought in this game, it was pretty evenly matched and the, sure. the goals for Columbus were pretty crazy. Bendik makes a little bit better of a step or is in a little bit better of a position. That's an easy catch on that cross. Um, you know, I, I think the, the goals, you know, if, if Kai Wagner steps to you a little bit more on the shot, um, you know, if Bendik again, if Bendik is in a little bit better position or if he had played more games this season, maybe he saves that one too. Those were both savable goals somehow. I think, you know, those it, it's unfortunate. My problem, yeah. my problem with this game on Sunday was I thought Curtin had a terrible, terrible game. I think mm. you, you're you're tied one one with about twenty minutes left in the game, and your dude that has scored six out of your last nine goals, mm. you don't put him on the field. Mm-hmm. And well, and, and and they've had games where they've they've put Elsino in, but they've left Brendan Aronson on the field. Like if right. you put Elsino in. Freaking take Baizo off, take I, I Bedoya yeah. off, like yeah. put Elsinio on for Bedoya, let him run around for and keep Brendan Aronson, who's still running, who's still causing chaos, who's still having a really good game. Mm-hmm. Leave him on the field and then put Fontana on and add that that to the mix. And then I think you probably score a goal. <laughs> like you probably Yeah, because score. because Brendan's an Iron Man. It's not like they can't sell him right. as like, oh, I think he's tired after running five and a half miles. No, he runs seven miles a game. That's his thing. He does it all the time. So and, I, it's hard because there's nothing you can do about some of these scenarios, right? Martinez yep. at, forced to go to Venezuela gets COVID, like whatever. It happens. Uh, you know, uh, Blake lands weird on his hand, fractures his hand. He's out for maybe the rest of the season. It happens. Gaddis having back spasms. It is what it is. But Baizo has proved that he's 
capable of yep. stepping in and playing. So I, I don't really have a problem with that. And we consider and you could debate, do you put Freeze, who has played a lot of games for Union 2, or do you put Bendik, who hasn't played at all this season? Which one do you put in the net? I don't know. It's a toss-up. But, like, I just thought his substitutions and the way he managed the game from about the 60th minute on was just not good at all. Yeah, I certainly didn't feel confident about it. And what's funny is I think Fontana as a sub can go either way because he mm-hmm. is a guy that, that can play defense and, and can run a lot and not just in one direction. Right. And so I think if, if you bring Fontana on, and at the very worst at, at, at that point in the game, you end up with a draw, you just go, yeah, okay, he didn't get his goal, but, I mean, he was eventually going to stop being so hot in front of net, and we kind of think of him as more of a eight anyway. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't get why you go super aggressive, try to get the goal, knowing that your goal differential is ridiculous. But that's what I would argue. I don't know that they went super aggressive. Like, I don't know that Jim went super well, aggressive. It was like, didn't. Let's like Aronson out and put Elsinio in. It's like, I think you just downgraded there, actually. They yeah. didn't, but you only have one substitution, and it's Elsinio at the 60th minute. Yeah. You've never, ever, ever, ever shown you can divert from that. It's Elsinio, and then it's somebody else, and then it's Andrew Wooten. Which this game got subbed for Corey Burke. It was Corey yep. Burke instead of Wooten, which is fine. Yep. I'm glad he it's made probably that. probably going to turn into. Yeah, I mean, that was always going to be the case, I think. You know, I think you've seen enough of Vooten to realize that a Corey oh, Burke is not adjusted to the league yet, even though he already has a goal, is a better option than Andrew but, And he's more diverse. You can play Burke in three different positions. Yeah, he's played down the wings before, you know. Like, you can, yeah, he can make those runs without question. But still, I mean, it's it, it goes back to that thing where – Yes, if your plan A works, no one's ever going to question you about it. Right. If your plan A doesn't, what's your plan B? And and that's what makes a great coach. I don't even. Mm. And that's well, and that's where I struggle too because I think when your team comes out flat, like we have in some of the Open Cup finals, Curtin could have made seventeen sub. He could have subbed the whole team out right. in those games and probably still not won the game. Because the first team you put on the field just came out flat. You know, this game, we were we were there. We were in yep. it. We scored yep. to tie the game. We worked hard to get that goal. And then it was just like, okay, let's put El Sino on and maybe El Sino can get us a goal. Oh, another let's put Burke on instead of Santos. And, and what's funny is like for all that talk about or that Brendan Aronson gives. Uh where he's like, Yeah, like I really want to bring a, a, a title to this country or to <laughs> Kill me. He might so this do that team, too. Philadelphia, maybe who knows? Probably both. But uh, you know, I want to bring a title to this team because I was in the state, which is crazy to me. I was in the stands in 2015 as a fan. I mean, he was in the academy at that point, but um, yeah. watching us, you know, get our asses kicked by Sporting Kansas City. You know who else probably has more? I don't know. Direct and personal feelings about the Philadelphia Union losing three Open Cups in the span of three years than. Than Brendan Aronson, Anthony Fontana. Jim Curtin. <laughs> oh, well, probably Jim Curtin. But as yeah, far as your that must you know, bother him too. But yeah, I, I don't think when Elsinio was with like Shakhtar Donetsk that he was like, "Oh man, the Union lost again. Damn, that sucks." 
Anthony Fontana probably was, though. <laughs> he was, like, around. So maybe you bring in the guys that have, like, emotional attachment to the badge a little more. And not saying that Elsino doesn't, but, like, a guy from Brazil is not the same as a kid from, from you know, Delaware. I mean, because, yeah, it was objectively the better move for the game to bring him on. But then you also add that element of, like, I will fight until yeah. they blow that whistle and I'll bleed if I have to. If it listen, y'all, that we get this win. Out as soon as he got the bag, I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. Not, yeah, I mean, like, you know, what do you do? Like, you, you've done it. You've made the move. Congratulations. The fact that he wants to give back so much is fantastic. But you cannot oversee what this also means to guys like Anthony Fontaine and Mark McKenzie, who has now been so overshadowed by Brendan's move that he's now just the other really good Union Academy guy, at least for another year. I think, I mean, I think the other thing for me is like the other move you could have made there is you could have taken Jack out of the game. Like, and I, and Jack didn't have a bad game, Jack didn't have a terrible game. You also could, you also could have taken Baizu out of the game and you know for 20 minutes move Mark McKenzie to right back he's played there he could he could do it mm. you know and you could have done that you could move Jack back to center back and then you know Bajoya and Montero could have sitting right in front of the center backs and then you have Aronson, Ilsenio and and Fontana running at Columbus you know it's like it's like hello <laughs> yeah I mean that's like the simplest move to make right there and then you have Burke and Shabilko in front of it. like I don't I, right because right. like if you lose this wrong... game, nothing happens. If right. you win this game, you fucking win the supporter shield. Yeah. Go at it. It. Just, it didn't feel that way. It didn't feel like. Well, yeah. And I, I think what would have been what would have been interesting to see. You take in Bizawolf, you play Mark and Jack. You just go, hey, go hit Casper forty yards up, and let him lay it off for someone else that's running overlap, and just see what happens. Because those combination of players, especially now that Corey Burke would also be in the game as well, he is that guy that can get the ball in that 20-yard radius, and then those midfielders get to make those runs because he demands so much attention around the box. Mm -hmm. You cannot let Corey Burke take the first touch because he'll rip it. He will rip from anywhere. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, you, hey, a uh, gentle, friendly reminder that it's so easy for us to say this with hindsight. I know, and, uh, I know, I know. But this stuff. is like one of those times where we're looking at this game. I, I think for us, at least, we don't do this very often. We're not going to sit here and be we're like, the they could have yeah. injected Ray Gaddis with a super steroid and put him at defensive midfielder because he can yeah. run a lot. I mean, he said he'll play any position. <laughs> I mean, I will say we run through all the hypotheticals. I will say positives from this game. I mean, I feel like I feel like um, I mean, I feel like Kai was good. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like he played he played well. Um, Totally. I I think that the combination right now of Mark McKenzie and Jacob Glesnes. So good. I mean, it's taking twenty yard shots and a bomb of a cross. Yep. Put right on Christian Nemeth's foot to, like to beat them at this point yes. like you it, it, it there's nothing and you're not beating them inside the box that's no. for sure and, and not to mention those shots aren't being beaten if they have andre blake as their safety net no no for mm-hmm. sure and so i think that that i mean i think that that's really good and then the other positive i think i think Corey burke had a really good 20 minutes in this yeah game. Like, i mean he wasn't getting great service he it, like it was weird because you don't have erickson or frontana behind him 
making those runs in the box. I think, you know, we're missing a lot there, but I think Burke had a really, I think that was the best, you know, obviously the best he's growing back into this league. Yeah. And I think if he can hit his stride, you know, maybe he starts, you know, against New England. I don't know, but you, That'd be interesting. you like, um, I think if he can hit his stride, even as a sub, uh, yep. that's a weapon in the playoffs that you, you know, if, if Sergio's getting tired, oh, oh, hey, Corey Burke is going to come on and play another yeah. 25 minutes of this game. So it'd be nice if Casper would re- recover some sort of form, but. Yeah. It's a really bad time for him to not have it. I will say over the course of Union history, I have been disappointed far worse by not only just, just losing to Columbus, around the playoffs, but like by the scoreline of those losses. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm numb to losing to Columbus in October, <laughs> um, regardless of what stadium it's in. Uh, but it's usually like three to one or something stupid. And Giassi Zardas randomly scores two goals. So, you know, that didn't happen. So that's nice. Yeah, that's always sure. nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and yes, I know he doesn't play for them anymore before anybody. <laughs> oh, wait, he doesn't? Wait, what? What? Zardes, Zardes wasn't on the field on Sunday? No, he totally was. <laughs> um, Could have fooled me. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll see what happens this Sunday again on national television. I guess the New England Revolution for the last time. This is like the John Cena and, and The Rock of... Where it's like, it's, oh, we're only going to do it once. Like, are you like, sure? And they're like, you're sitting there in early February, and they're setting up WrestleMania. And you yeah, go, please, yeah. for the love of God, don't let me hear his music. Yeah, and they're and like, no, 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 we're only going to do it once. Here he comes. comes, comes it's comes. Bruce Arena again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and son like, of a bitch. Like, oh, that made us so much money. Can we do it again? And you're like, yeah, okay, do it again. And they're like, can we do it a third? We have to do the blow-off. Can we do it a third time? And you're like, yeah, okay, do it a third time. But, 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 yeah, yeah, but like, he's still here, and you're like, okay, fucking just do it again. Fine. Now I want to see Don Garber walk down to give the Union the supporter shield and tear both of his quads. Not really. Ah, we, we're, we're, we're all kidding here on View Snapers. Uh, yeah. I mean, the supporter shield is going to be in the stadium. No one touch on, it. Yeah. Yeah, not, not unless it's wiped down with a lemon pledge Lysol. Oh, just don't touch it in general. And that's the superstition. Uh, I know they don't put it in the thing. That'd be funny. It should be the. It should be. It should work like a title belt, where it's you. You win it, and then you have to defend it each game. That'd be fun. Ah, uh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Anyway, so yeah. uh, the we union lose. should go win the supporter shield this weekend, and then we just don't give it back. Turn yeah. it into a belt. If you want help, I will oh, design just, uh, it. Just say, hey, you didn't want to give this to us. We have it. It's ours. No, it's like, uh, imagine if we had to play like a Texas team and it was like the union walk out with a belt buckle that is the size of the supporter shield. It's like, they get it. That's how you do it in big Texas. That's what's up. Yeah. FC Dallas, Philadelphia Union. <laughs> you know, those fellas from Philly, they get it. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something playing Fafa in the final? No. <sighs> I mean, he put in a uh, potential player of the week performance so that he can't play against the union. (laughs) 
The only team I know out wet, honestly, I've been focused so much on the East. I've really been loving these Eastern matchups, like, you know, having like the four game going on the multicast. I can only honestly tell you guys the only team I know that is really bad in the West is Vancouver Mm -hmm. and the Galaxy. Like, I I don't know who's going to come out of the playoffs over in the West. I genuinely, truly don't, but... I mean, if if you're getting the union to that spot, regardless, it's like you're giving them some hey, of a chance. You know who else are kind of bad? The Galaxy. They're really bad. <laughs> Which sucks because Carlos Pavon is one of the five best players yeah. in the league. <laughs> Zlatan conquered them too, just like he conquered coronavirus. You know. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Thirty nine, still doing fine over in Milan. It speaks mm-hmm. volumes about Syria, huh? Mm. I guess that's the new retirement league. Oh, less I know the better. Yeah. <laughs> you freaking is, Euro snobs. It is kind of crazy at this point that we're at a point that though that that the Galaxy, you know, coach is being fired with like one game left in the season. Yeah, because yeah, what is that? Because what does that do for you? I'm just surprised <laughs> they haven't brought someone else in to like hired someone to coach that final year. I mean, I know they have an intern. Because it, it basically just tells you it's like, like anyone but you is better than what's going on right now. Make well, it Frank, Frank DeBoer is doing so hot with the Netherlands. I think, yeah. you know, it might as well. Take what one, one, one game loan, try him out. Coach of the Year award to coach the final game. But mm. they're like, this inanimate object is better than Marcus Shalata. <laughs> No, they just need to get like some twelve-year-old FIFA player to coach the <laughs> guys. No, Efron Alvarez. He's already signed on a contract, though. Here's the lineup we're gonna go with. We're gonna put uh, all of our center attacking mids and strikers, and then our defensive line, and then the goalkeeper. Yeah, they're gonna go to edit squad. What a concept! And then they're gonna just bring in all the best MLS players and let them play for the Galaxy, <laughs> which is a summation of the MLS from 2007 to 2012. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> not, like, not like the Galaxy haven't done that before. Right, right, right. Oh, what's if that? We the, need if the ask, LA no, Galaxy finishes uh, with the Wooden Spoon Award. Do you think they give them an expansion draft just for sorrow? And like we have to protect players that the Galaxy can just pick and choose. No, I don't. Whatever. They pick up Justin Morrow in an expansion draft. Ooh, maybe they can steal Patrick Mullins. That'll change their whole team around. Patty Ice, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, speaking of things I don't think I know about closing a podcast out, so I'll just do it this way. Hey, if you want to say anything to us, you can do that at VFTV Pod. Um, if you want to do anything between now and when you're hearing this episode, go vote, please, for the love of God. Help oh, us. God, do it. Uh, and not for like goal of the week. I'm talking about the election. Yes. If we you vote for goal of the week, do that while you're in line to vote for the election. If you vote for goal oh. of the week and you yeah. do not vote, in the election, please, please. Your vote actually doesn't count. Please uh, check. Plus, go somewhere else. Plus, so your voting record is public. Plus, uh, we have given you 40 minutes of content while you're standing in the voting line to listen to and to be appreciative of. Now, that doesn't help you. I don't think you have to do that in that order. You can be appreciative of us giving you this content and then listen to it and then realize you shouldn't have been appreciative of it and then it's too late. <laughs> But you were standing uh, in the line for 40 minutes anyway, so who cares? Yeah. yeah and, if you're, and if you're not near the front of the line, don't worry. Paul's mm-hmm. health tip of the week. Bundle yep. up. They will not tell you to get out of line. You stay mm-hmm. there and you make mm-hmm. your voice heard because yep. 
God, it's so important this year. Oh my God. Check the back of your ballot so you can learn what random thing you have opinions on finally. Yes, indeed. And if you're in New Jersey, vote yes on one, baby. Pittsburgh, I didn't have any of those this year. I was kind of disappointed. You didn't have any there, of them? There we was, got legal, yeah, we I don't, got legal I don't, weed going in New Jersey right oh, now. I don't know yeah. what I'm walking into tomorrow, so I'm excited. I mean, Well, I mean, other than the obvious. There was, no, there was no issue on the ballot this time. <laughs> yes, I received no. confir- confirmation that my ballot was not intercepted by Proud Boys, so I'm very, very happy to hear that. That made you, in fact, a proud boy for a completely different reason. Uh, let's call myself a happy boy and not associate me with any. <laughs> no, thank and you. I think uh, there's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are. Close it uh, out, Evan. Jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Evan is, you know, yeah. if we're going to talk pride. Uh, no, it's not you. We can't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah. We so really don't know how to close out a podcast, we do we? Seriously, don't know how to close out a podcast. <laughs> We're so telling people to go vote the night before the election. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, at the FTP This pod, is your, your second favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us how voting on Wednesday went for you, if you hear this. Um, and other than that, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you after the union beat. Bruce Arena for the 90th time in the last two years or whatever it's going to work out to be. Gross. Go away, Bruce Arena. Good, good math there. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. None of this would be possible without the help of our network, the Beautiful Game Network, and our sponsors. Over at BGN and BGNFM, you can find lots of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, which is also the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can also get dope squads for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Are you tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. One of the really cool things about the internet is that it doesn't matter how you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. If you have a platform, we're on it. It's awesome. But what's really great is that you can subscribe and you can leave reviews. And even if they're bad reviews, send them over. Give us your reviews. Tell us how you feel. If you want to do that directly and not through a podcast app, you're certainly welcome to. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. VFTB Pod. Let us know. Give us a shout. Tell us that we're terrible. Find some statistical air about Chaco Maidana that we brought up five weeks ago. It's all good, baby. We got it. No worries. And, hey, if you want to email it to us, vftbpod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts after a match. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Make this what you want to see in the world out of a union podcast. We're independent. No one's here to tell us what to do. We got you. VFTV Pod on the Twitters and the Facebooks and VFTV Pod at gmail.com. And we'll talk soon, all right? If you would like to help us keep coming out with this awesome content for you guys, feel free to throw us a couple dollars at our Ko fi um, just to help us, you know, grab a drink, unwind. We love meeting up with each other, but it's very hard to do because we live far away and <laughs> we need a reason to just meet.
beat up randomly. And it would definitely help over a couple beers that you guys can help us with at Ko-Fi slash VFTBpod. That is ko-fi.com slash VFTBpod. You can also grab some of our merch at our design tree. Uh, we have a lot of great designs and new ones coming out very soon. Um, if you want to pick up any of them, go to dzgntree.com and just search VFTB. You'll find us right there. That is all from us from Views from the Bridge. For Chuck, Justin, and Evan, I am Paul. Thank you for listening. Until next time, have a great day. <laughs>